0: Welcome to this bonus episode of our podcast. I'm Alex, one half of The Sober Experiment. And I'm Lisa, the other half. So, Lisa, what on earth do you make of the world? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think you'd
1: start with something so dramatic. It's absolutely bonkers, and I don't think we're on our own in thinking that it's absolutely bonkers.
0: And nobody knows what's going on, really. No, and as, like, previously... I know that I really thought that this was never going to happen. And it seems like it's been going on for ages, hasn't it? Yeah. All over the world. And then now it's hit the UK, all of a sudden, things just seem to have gone crazy. Yeah. Don't they? Yeah. Oh, I'm quite sad. I am sad. Do you know what I'm sad about? I'm sad about, like, speaking to Redemption the other day. Oh, that's
1: so sad. So we've had to postpone our event.
0: Yeah, and we don't know whether postpone's the right word, really. It may be cancelled. We don't know. Um... Because they don't know. They don't know what's going to happen, you know. They don't know what's going to happen on the other side of this. And they've closed the doors to their bars for public health reasons. Yeah. And obviously, depending on the economy, we'll determine what happens afterwards. And all we can do is pull together and hope and pray that places like Redemption can come out the other oh, side. Oh, I do
1: hope some. We'll be happy, really, really happy to support them um, yeah. when, when they do come out of the other side. I yeah. think that's quite important to keep focused and to keep a positive attitude there's so much negativity around yeah. and it's e- it's so easy to get attached to it and to fall into it and to be worried because people are anxious it, you know when you don't know what's going in it's ha- going on it's hard but I think it's important to keep focused on the positives
0: yeah I found myself letting my thoughts spiral at times and I've had to just keep reminding myself you know what there's people in worse positions there's people in better positions, there's a whole host of scientists that are trying to put this right. Yeah. You know, you've got to have faith in humanity at times like this, haven't you?
1: Yeah, that's it. And it is scary. I think if something like this had have happened years ago, especially when my children were younger and I wasn't at all financially stable, Yeah, I'd have been in absolute bits. I do not know what I'd have done because I was living paycheck to paycheck. I was struggling. And I think for people like that, it's really, really difficult. And I'm just hoping and praying that, you know, that all the good comes out of it and people are kind to each other and sharing and they
0: look after each other, checking on one another. And all you could do is live in the moment, isn't it? Oh, you know, gosh, like live yeah. now and not worry about what if this happens, what if that happens? Because the truth is, we don't know what's going to happen and all we can hope and pray and really believe is that things are going to come right and they will you know well, this happens in cycles they will come right it just you don't know what that right
1: will look like and i think for all of us in the sober community the word one day at a time we're, we're good at this we are good at come this. on guys we're like really good at this we can take it one day at a time and i think i love this that it's come from alex to say let's take it one day at a time the biggest like and <laughs> disaster mess. thinker ever in the land, um, I saw a post the other day actually and it said, you know us with anxiety we've been waiting for this so we're alright yeah. all now, we've been waiting for a world disaster, we've prepared for it so now it's here, we're actually dealing with
0: it um, quite well I saw something that said um, don't overthink this, I'm like, uh, excuse me do you know any other types of thinking because when you're anxious that's all you ever do is overthink everything so it's just not helpful but yeah I am staying in the moment and I'm, I know that a lot of my friends and um, contact on instagram and facebook are staying in the moment and they're all pulling each other back so in all the negative there's a lot of positivity there is and i think it's very important we've just done a video on our
1: youtube channel which is a lot different from the podcast isn't it the videos so if anybody's not heard them then please go find us on youtube the sober experiment but we've just done a video on staying positive in sobriety with loads of useful tips and because it is important and things I think, to do just practical yeah, advice things to do you know and anybody that's listening that has stopped drinking the weekends at first seem to last forever. You do. So when people are stuck in, you know, it's going to be really, really difficult to kind of pass the time, especially with so much on social media about people stocking up on wine and not being able to cope with the families. Yeah. And what we need to do, really, is remember that one of the reasons for me in particular, I stopped drinking is because when my family were going wild drinking was not helping no that's right hangovers were not helping so if you are finding that you're stuck in with um lots of family members that might be driving you up the wall and a drinking family member as well that can be
0: hard if they've been stockpiling their own supply yeah. yeah and i think it's easy to kind of
1: hide in the background and be like well who's gonna see me
0: we will. Yeah, We're we'll watching. <laughs> Use alcohol only for what it's intended for disinfection. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, this is what I find crazy: is some people that
1: I know have actually bought alcohol for this reason. Yeah, you know, yeah. over seventy percent. Saw somebody with hundred percent alcohol. The other day, and on the, on the post, somebody had gone. Oh, if things get bad. I'm coming to your house, and I'm <laughs> like, you know, it I'm, will kill you. <laughs> but this is something that I'd have said at one yeah. time. I'd have probably Make a bit tra- of joke out Yeah, of it. I'd have probably like tried Droplet,
0: droplet, of it And it's just It isn't helpful For everybody Because some people Are really struggling They're not only yeah. struggling With the difficulty Of the situation But with the sheer volume Of what's being thrown at them And I think Sometimes You know Nobody's doing this deliberately You have got to think About what you were like When you were a drinker And you would have bought into it you would have posted funny things like oh I'm going to have more wine to numb this out or whatever and you'd have found memes and funny things Yeah. nobody's thinking I'm going to harm this person Um, so I I do think we all need to take that in our stride a little bit as well and realise that yeah people are making jokes it's not always appropriate it's definitely not helpful but nobody's intending to be malicious towards sober people and I really believe that I believe that as well it's not intentional at all Uh,
1: like you said we've all done it we've been there And we're just really lucky that we're in a position now that we know that it isn't going to help and we can see the reality of it. You
0: know, like, yeah, imagine having that clarity and that revelation that in one of the toughest times in our lives... We are going to be clear. We're not going to have hangovers. We're going to have patience. We're not going to be numbing anything out. That could be good or bad, for us, <laughs> but you know, to be there for your children because they're going to be panicking. Oh yeah. You know, I remember in like the eighties, um, somebody telling me the world was going to end in nineteen ninety one or something, and being scared at primary school. Yeah. And you forget, you know, children do let things run away in their minds and. You're going to be there as a parent, um, yeah. and this is the other thing as well. When you
1: are drinking, you start to run away with what you're saying, and what people don't realise is that your children are listening, whether it's from a bedroom or from the other room. But when you're sat round a table, yeah. boozing with your mates, it's easy to come up with all these ridiculous theories, In jest, or yeah, as well. yeah, and just kind of be laughing about it. But actually, it can be really frightening to other people. But honestly. Truth is, Alex, hand on heart, I am once again so, so grateful to be sober at a time like this and to to be surrounded by the same type of people. So I think if anyone is struggling or they're triggered, you know, stay close to your sober groups, get on our Facebook group, um, ask for help if you need it, talk to us and surround yourself with positive people, whether that be on your social media, whether it's who you allow into your house. Delete stuff if it's negative because it doesn't do anybody any
0: good. Absolutely, I'm not going to say any more to that. Mm -hmm. What I am going to say is, we've put this bonus episode together and we're releasing this just um, prior to our usual episode on the weekend. And we've got somebody who we believe will really inspire you to stay positive and really inspire you about self care. And we're going to be speaking now with Janie Lee Grace. So, hi Janie, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. Lovely to chat with you guys.
0: It's always a pleasure. It's just not under the best of circumstances, unfortunately, right now.
2: Oh, no. The panic, I think, is... um is, is, everywhere. And, and I use this phrase kind of, well, they use it in a lot of coaching circles, don't they? Where you talk about being on panic Island and it really does feel like that. I think and, and, oh my goodness, it, this, this whole thing about fear being contagious, fear and panic being contagious. I mean, that's spreading faster than any virus ever will. And, um, it's, it's really, really difficult for people right now.
1: It really is. I think even when you go out into the supermarkets, you can you can feel it, can't you? It's like you can just feel the panic in yeah. people.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's um, so it's you know <laughs> that word everyone's using, unprecedented. We're going to get so fed up with these words, aren't we? Yeah. Ser- <laughs> I've certainly never known anything like it, really, ever. And you know, it's it kind of hits at that thing that with everybody that we it's our basic survival instincts, isn't it? You know, um, <laughs> the stockpiling toilet roll, you know, the, ba- the basic needs. And with all of us, you know, when you feel in, it's that fight or flight mode, we are literally in, we're either going to fight real hard or we're going to flee right now. But actually the truth of it is, there aren't any tigers, you know, and, um, we we have to find another way. We absolutely have to find another way because the stress um, will deplete our immune system faster than anything anything can.
0: We know as well that a lot of um, you know people who follow us, uh, non drinkers, people who've been drinking for some time, let alone new sober super- people, are really struggling right now with maintaining that sobriety. And yeah. it, you have to think right back to the early days when there was very little external stress and how that must be feeling to those people right now.
2: I know. And when it's when that's your default pattern, you know, which of course it was for <laughs> us <laughs> for so many years, the default position is get stressed, get angry, get fearful, any emotion, get happy. It <laughs> doesn't matter what the emotion is, alcohol's the answer, right? So we're so used to numbing out these emotions with alcohol. And then when things are really heightened as they are now, it's completely understandable that, that that's the first thought, you know, to reach back for the drink. And that's why it censors me by the way that I don't know if you've seen the sort of ads and the social media posts oh you know keep calm drink wine no just no just actually no I mean really if we want you know we've got a lot of new laws coming out at the moment let's have a law against that seriously let's have a law against trying to encourage people to you know have a shed load of poison um, at at a time when they've got, got got really got a lot of work to do on balancing their physical and emotional health not keep calm drink Prosecco or whatever the hell these things say. I've seen a bunch of them. They're driving me bonkers.
0: Yeah, we've just been saying earlier that, you know, if you're going to use alcohol right now, use it for what it's meant for and disinfect it. <laughs> exactly. <and> sanitizer.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah totally i mean you know on a, on a on a serious note i think uh, people just need to take a deep breath and 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 re- recognize that the answer is never going to be you know at the end of a, of a of a of a bottle it really is 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 not and and at this time most people are aware that building their immunity is going to be good, whatever, whatever happens, whatever disease may or may not befall you, um, building your immune system is going to be good. And alcohol depletes your immune system big time, not to mention messes with your head and creates more anxiety and you can't sleep and it goes on and on and on. And we know this because we've been through it all. But, you know, I do really feel for people, particularly people who are just just started out on the sober journey and they were doing so well. And, you know, and they were practicing the self-care and they were just starting to to, to break through because, you know, you have those early weeks when it's, it is tough. And then they were just breaking through and then this goddamn thing happens and they, they're kind of right back to square one and they hit the fuck it button. It's really, really depressing it's very very upsetting it really is
1: it really is and I think it's important and this is what we've just been saying and why we wanted to get this episode out because if as many of us as can can get some positive and inspirational things for people to be listening to and concentrating on you know we can be in people's houses now can't we and they can be listening to all this really good advice and positivity and staying there and as much as this so many negative posts out there. Yeah. There's a lot of positive ones as well. And I think we've said it, haven't we? People need to stick to the groups, you know, these yeah. Facebook groups and the social media, get rid of anything that is negative and kind of really focus It's almost them. got a blinkers on it. Yeah yeah, 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 you have and it takes practice. It's not easy because as just your human nature sees these things and you want to get angry and you want to get mad and you kind of want to get involved in it yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So it is hard and it takes a lot of practice. And I know for us, you know, we've been sober quite a long time now and we've been practicing this a long time. So like you said, those in the early days, it can be so flipping hard, especially if living with a drinker.
2: Yes, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's it, it is it's difficult times. I mean, I think you're right. I think um that people really do need to stay connected and stay close to the inspirational stuff. And by that I don't mean everything has to be completely Pollyanna and oh, isn't it all marvellous? Let's all, you know, play board games. Um, you, you know, can't you can't do the glib thing right now. It's just not okay. But you can seek out, you know, the stuff that why would you not? Why would you not just meditate for a while, or or or, or do some self self care, or walk in nature while we can, you know? Or, or why would you not do that? Because whatever else happens, you may, you may as well be in the moment. You may as well be in this moment now, because it's all fear of what might happen. You know what might happen. It might not. Yeah. so it's, it's so not worth damaging your immune system even further with the stress and of course we've got to accept that it's it this this is real this is why I think you know when it, when you're trying to spread positivity it's so difficult because you are walking this fine line aren't you between <laughs> not being glib you know and 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 I, I don't want to be the person saying everything's fine you know yeah. just practice self-care and meditate you know it's not fine but you do have to get yourself off that panic island as I say and you've got to reconnect come back to who you are and focus on on the good um I, I would say I would say avoid excessive social social media use yeah. at the moment because it's 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 scaremongering I mean actually all media at the moment is is well, not, not all media most media is focusing only on the fear i mean how many good news stories have you heard on the media how many how many people who have been through this and recovered and are completely well how many have you heard from i think there was one doctor Mm. we're not hearing all of those stories and yet there are many and many many and i'm not decrying the fact that any death any 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 one single death is horrific um but there's been many 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 recoveries um and many people who are entirely well. So, you know, it'd be nice to hear some of that. But meanwhile, let's avoid excessive social media and and media. You know, if you're waking up and the very first thing you do when you wake up is scroll on your your phone. I mean, it's a terrible thing to do anyway. I always recommend that people have a time of just just go within let stuff settle from from what's been going on yeah. in your subconscious mind overnight but right now at this time if you wake up and hit the news what kind of a how does that set you up for the day i mean whatever you're going to be doing with your day whether you're working from home or self isolating or staying in your bed whatever you're doing just give it a miss for a bit just just get in touch with who you are how you're feeling is the sky still there i mean you know, we're, we're half expecting it to fall in, right? But right now it is still there. And even the birds are singing sometimes. So just touch base with that first. Because I think that it, it is this panic. I can feel it even in myself. You know, the more, the more I switch the news on, the more I listen to the radio, the more I watch stuff, the more I see these social media posts. And then there's some article from somebody who says, actually, it's far worse than you ever knew. There's stuff they're not telling you. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and you can feel the panic rising but what good does that do you answer non good <laughs> just it just does not help anything you know you can only you can only be be supportive for other people i mean that's ultimately what a lot of this comes down to if there's actually nothing you can do for yourself right now then do something for somebody else you know just Absolutely. some kind of act of kindness i mean that perhaps is the glimmer of hope that's come out of this is, is is the way communities are coming together and we've all seen the notes that people put through the door and I can get you shopping for you, whatever it is. So if you are in panic mode, rather than focusing on that fear, which may never happen for you, if you are currently well, then do what you can for somebody else. But focus your mind on that, you know, to do the be kind thing and the compassion thing because um, it, cause it gets you off the panic island, you know.
0: Yeah, I read something on Facebook, actually, um, yesterday, talking about getting off social media, but it really warmed my heart. Uh, whether it was true or not, I don't know, but I want, I'd like to think it is. And it was um, a 14-year-old boy, 14, 15-year-old boy, who somebody had witnessed taking two, the last two bags of pasta off the shelf, turning around and seeing an elderly lady looking at the pasta Aww. and said, you have these, you need them more than I do, and then yeah. turning to the and saying they've now, out. And I thought, I hope that's true i want that to be true so much i think there's a lot of good and i think I there's do. a lot of people doing a lot
1: of good and again, i agree going back to these you know the more negative pause and because there's so much of it people kind of hang on to that it's like a part of you wants to hear it and you know like when you said about waking up and putting the news on we yeah. just talk about that hadn't mm. we but, um, i always meditate the first thing i do when i get up is a glass of water meditation and the last two days i found myself putting the news on yeah and I, know. I had to yeah. put a word with myself and say no yeah. just pull it back yeah. reconnect yourself let's yeah. do this because you know it helps and yeah. walking as well it's like i went to walk the dog and all the way up the hill i'm thinking well i've done a little walk now i could just turn around it's like i want to go back and hear more Oh, look so at it, yeah. it? it It
2: is it's it's, not. it's it's contagious. It is. Fear and panic is contagious. Yeah. But you know, so is love and compassion. <laughs> so you've just all we can do is spin it on our, on on its head and, and step away when you feel yourself getting into this panic, and I've had to do this with myself, is when you feel your heart starting to race and the, okay, yeah. I'm starting to get panicked about this. What about my work? What about my you know, everything, these basic human human needs. Um, you just need to Literally, imagine yourself stepping away from the fear, and put your hand on your heart and calm yourself down. I've I've recorded this meditation. I'll I'll, I'll send you the link. Where it, it's a really simple little visualization, but I'm getting people to focus um, and imagine you've, you're listening to a radio, which is easy to do right now. Um, and it's got two dials, and one one is is this this frequency, this station, if you like. At, panic and sirens and fear and crying and just news and just fear. And the other one is actually you can choose. You can choose to turn your dial to a higher frequency, to a different frequency that actually is, is beautiful music or birdsong or peace or whatever it is. Now, it's not to say that the the, the panic dial—it's it, still switched on because we can't pretend this isn't happening. We can't just go "ooh la la," block out ears. It's—it is going on, but we can turn it right down and we can tune in on the on the other side, you know. And you I think that's that link. I will, I will do definitely attach it to this so that people. Can okay, yeah, thank you, yeah, yeah, great. Really I mean, it's it's, it's super really simple, and you know, again, I'm also really conscious that not everyone feels they can. Do meditation. I mean, for years I've, I've spoken about this before. I probably said it on your podcast, but <laughs> I, um, you know, I've been a Hay House author for years, and I've also been a presenter on Hay House Radio. And there's nothing I, I can't tell you um, logically about about meditation and mindfulness and self love. But if you'd asked me a couple of years ago whether it was true for me, I said that'd be ridiculous. I can't meditate. Do I love myself? be a doubt. because I wasn't authentic and I wasn't sort of grounded, and it just. It didn't feel true for me. I was just talking about it for someone else. But all I would say is for anyone who feels, well, that's not me and I can't meditate, you know, you can sit still for three minutes. That's the start, right? Just sit still for three minutes and and, and put an audio on. I mean, that's, that's enough to start with. You don't have to be cross-legged in a, on a, Cushion with a candle for a full 25 minutes twice a day. I mean, great I if you that. can. Yes, that's what Lisa does. Well, like, and I'll I'll I do, well, well, then I'd bow to you.
0: <laughs> but some of us need to start small, you know. And I'm one okay. of them. I would, you know, I'll really value your meditation, yeah, cool. Because okay. I find it incredibly difficult because, as we've discussed previously and on your podcast. Um, my mind does not shut up. It is literally like a constant debate. So I really struggle to sit quietly yeah. for myself. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a lot of people think that when
1: you do meditation, that's what you have to do. But you have yeah. not th- there? It's,
2: it's yet another one of those things that we say we should do it and if we can't do it right we won't do it at all you know yeah. and, and 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 yet it actually we can be much kinder to ourselves you know hashtag be self kind and and yeah. just give ourselves a break and just put a timer on for five minutes three minutes five minutes that's a start then well, you can build it up you know I mean I, I wish somebody told me that years and years ago rather than <laughs> needing to take so long for me to do anything but you know I can catch up now We'll all have lots of time on our hands, won't we? Allegedly, oh,
1: we're going to have lots of time to do lots of things like that. <laughs> yeah, and
0: this is what another thing we were discussing. Like you know, in early sobriety, time is so much yeah. different, um, oh, and it just needs to go on forever. And I'm yeah. very conscious at the moment that somebody newly sober, or back with all this time on the hands after being sober for quite a period of time, they've yep. got to find practical things to do with the hands.
2: Yeah, totally. So I, I think you're absolutely right, and I, I think this, this this highlights even more, as you say, it shines a light even more on the stuff that we would recommend anyway that people do when they when they first start to ditch the booze is is focus on other stuff you know and sometimes I suggest people think back to, to what they used to enjoy as a child because most of us have forgotten and sometimes people will go do you know what I used to love painting or playing cards or whatever or, or, or um you know sewing or knitting all these things are fantastic I mean basically anything with an ing at the end of it that's an action <laughs> I mean, not drinking, right? <laughs> but the good ings, right? You know, the sewing, the singing, the dancing, uh, the walking, obviously, um, scrapbooking, collaging, cooking, baking—all of those things are actually fantastic for your well-being. They're wonderful acts of self-care. Um, and if you if you can get into some of that, if you've got a little bit more time on your hands, remember back to how that used to feel. And the first time you do it, will feel really weird because if you if all you used to do Doing is going and, and, and you know having uh, drinks of an evening then suddenly time does stretch in front of you so if you are holed up or, or you 've chosen you know not to drink then then make a list of all these things that you used to love doing and if you can 't think of anything then sort some photos out and create a a gratitude wall or or, or it wasn't it was Simon Chappell wasn't it I saw that lovely post that Simon Chappell did where he'd created a gratitude wall I'm always telling people to do vision boards you know and and think what is is it they want but actually right now vision boards feel quite hard to do oh yeah yeah everyone's so uncertain that you don't even put a picture of, of I don't know, a, a job or a holiday or a, anything because it just all feels so, feels so nerve, you feel so nervous about everything. But a gratitude board is a fantastic idea because you can just mm-hmm. literally write and cut out images of what you're grateful for, um, as well as gratitude lists, and that's just. Such a simple thing that that anyone can do with their hands. We've all got photos or access to magazines. We've all got a pen. You know, everyone can do that. Literally everyone. And think how good that's going to make you feel just to create this stuff and maybe share it with other people and get them to share Share, share theirs really
1: I think that's yeah.
2: such a good idea
1: because like you said the vision boards even without all this going on I found it so difficult to do a vision board when you're actually you actually sat there and thinking what do I really want well it's exactly more harder isn't it than than yeah. Real, yeah. so gratitude and this is something we speak about a lot isn't it gratitude and and it can you know it can start really small and the more you do it the more you start to be grateful for it. and I know yeah you know, people do talk about that a lot, but it's so true, and I love that—the idea yeah. that of board for.
0: Yeah, I like it. Something a bit visual, and something that you can when you're starting to go back into that overthinking zone, you can pull yeah. yourself back to the moment and look, ah, that's actually what I'm grateful for right yeah. now. And, and that's this something, yeah. The family can get involved in as exactly. well.
2: Exactly. I mean it's a lovely thing for kids to do. I mean, yeah. you know, because that is another thing w- within all of this is I really feel for the way children are being panicked about this. I mean, oh my God, you have to reassure your kids that they're safe. That's the most I mean that's that's trauma to a child to not feel safe. They need to know that they're that they they're they're safe and, and and at the moment when adults don't feel safe that's that message is all being passed on it's it's really difficult so actually holding up with a with with kids and, and creating pictures of things that you're grateful for I mean you know it's not a bad thing to do is it for anybody um but I think these little things at this time these little things you know whether it's decluttering your house something that I've never managed to get around to doing um <laughs> You know, um, all of that, all of that stuff is 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 going to be good. It's just focusing on this little acts of self care or what you can do for 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 other people. Really, I mean, I always used to say, you know, years ago, um, I had a, a family member with um, really serious mental health um, issues, and 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 it wouldn't matter what it used to really frustrate me because whatever I said to her. Um, for her to do for herself she I didn't understand at the time I think I've got more of an understanding now but at the time it used to really frustrate me because I'd say well read a book or you know watch watch this comedy or do that and she no couldn't just couldn't do it had didn't have the wherewithal to do that at all it was just not possible with the depression and then um it, something happened, I forget what, but but someone near where she lived um, had an accident and couldn't uh, get out of his home. And she heard, I don't know how, that he needed a newspaper. So she went and bought a newspaper for him. The simplest thing. Yeah. Changed everything, you know, just that tiny little act of kindness for someone else. So if you really can't do anything for yourself, you can do something tiny for someone else.
0: It's so important, isn't it, to teach resilience as well right now because, you know, children, this can set patterns for life. If we allow children to start panicking and, like you say, experience real trauma at this point now, this is patterns that later in life come back. And I know that firsthand, you know, it develops and creates anxiety, depression, stress, all of those things and it's a really good opportunity if we're looking for the positives to sort of sit down with your children and show them coping mechanisms and show them alternatives and and it can really teach some good lessons.
2: Yeah it's so true it really is if only this stuff were taught in school you know how to look at your emotions sit with your emotions actually notice your thoughts and 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 then once you've noticed it rather than going off in the fight or flight mode actually ask well is that actually true is that is that really true is that definite or is that just a thought you know we all have i forget the number but someone worked it out scientifically didn't they how many thousands of thoughts you have every day (laughs) and and by the way loads of them are the same thoughts you know Mm -hmm. every single day but then there are also literally literally thousands of these thoughts that we have every day that just come in and go yeah. they just come in, they go out, you know, obviously, because otherwise we wouldn't be able to function if we were if we were, no- if we were <laughs> noticing everything, you know, I'm, I'm just about to put my foot on the floor. I need to think about whether, it, you know, I'll go through the floor. You know, most things we don't think about, do we, consciously, then we just get on and do the thoughts, just come in and then they go. But a lot of the negative thoughts come in and they stick. Yeah. They stick. And, and they're like Velcro. And we and we catch on to these negative thoughts, particularly if everyone around us is having the same thoughts and talking about those thoughts. But actually, it just takes you to actually be able to pause and just take that off and pull that velcro away, and 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 actually ask, is that true? You know, am I actually safe right now? You know, I am. We are. We are safe. We we are okay. Yeah, we're probably in one of the safest places in the world right now. Exactly. And, you know, we've got enough food. I mean, I know it sometimes feels like the pasta's gone and the loo roll's gone. Well, you know, tell that to my grandma who would have probably used newspaper. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of very resilient people. and, and again, you know, I need to underpin this by saying I'm not making light of this because it's going to be people with underlying health conditions who really are terrified at the moment. And also, you know, that is the other thing that really scares me in all of this. What about everyone with all the other illnesses they've got? Oh, I, know. And the, I mean, what what is going on? I heard someone this morning say that she needed to get pick up a prescription um, for her for her husband with a health condition he's had for many years, the surgery is closed, just yeah. closed. Says ring 111. What the hell? What about everything else? You know, it's that's mm-hmm. not the right response. It's just, that just can't be the right response for me. But, you know, as I say, um, I, I'm really aware that, 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 that I'm not trying to be flippant. But I do think for those of us who can, and there are... Um, Many of us, you know, the biggest percentage of us in the UK can actually think positive thoughts, be kind, reassure our kids, you know, and and do what we can for other people and focus on good stuff, and building our own immunity and spreading some of that love instead of fear. That's what we can focus on.
0: Yeah, we've also got to focus really hard on the people that are making this possible. You know, we've got the cleaning staff in the hospitals, in the schools. We've got the teachers who are just going in, putting their own families at risk. You know, we've got the nurses, the doctors, the health visitors, the, the midwives. There's so many people who are actually just getting on with it.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. They really are. They really are. I mean, we need more and more and more of these good, good stories, don't we? We Um, As each day passes, you know, that's what we need more of. And, and, and definitely, you know, not, not this stupid memes about, you know, drinking will solve it. I really hate that. that.
1: Looking back, and we'd said this earlier, hadn't we? These memes and things like that are something that I would have shared at one I'm time. And, oh, I, and I don't, not, I don't think, um, I think you said I've it said before. said it earlier, yeah that people are necessarily doing this on purpose, but it's it's all that they know. It, it is, no, it, it is, you're right. I'm aware of what they're doing and realising the impact that these things are having on people. I remember me and my friend Katie used to pass um, a meme to each other and it was of a lady saying how much she was pouring a bottle of wine and it was literally just a head appearing. We laughed about it for years. Mm. It come up like a long time and it come up on my time hop like a few months ago and I was like, what was I thinking? Why did
2: I not know? I know, I know. I, well, you know, you've, I'm sure you've heard me say this so many times, but I, you know, I, when I think back, relatively bright people, <laughs> <you> know, <Yeah. laughs> relatively bright people were all being duped by this. It's an illusion. And this, this this. I wrote a blog post about this, but the emperor isn't actually wearing any clothes. And yet we have all all of us globally, you know, such a massive percentage of people have fallen under this ridiculous spell and illusion that that that, that, we, that alcohol, drinking alcohol is normal. And, and it's not normal. It's absolutely not normal. It's not the right thing to do. It's not normal. And you can just, all you can do is pray for the day that more and more people, I mean, it's happening. Of course it's happening and that's brilliant. But won't it be amazing when it's, just as normal to not drink as it is to drink. Because We're not going to eliminate it. Of course we're not. But it needs to be a situation where it's not what you don't drink. It's just perfectly normal. Some people choose to, some people don't. End of. And there's loads of choices available for everyone. Um, and, and, you know, if that were to happen, if it were normalised, completely normalised to be sober, then um, you're not going to have that ridiculous stigma either. That exactly. drives me bonkers, you know. It drives me absolutely bonkers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're it's working absolutely. hard at it by going into the workplaces. I know that's great that you do that,
1: yeah. And it is, we're really working on removing that stigma. Whether it be, we say it a lot, don't we? But when people are normalizing it so much, um, you know, they might be pregnant and not want to tell people, they might. Yeah being addiction you never ever know and i think no. it's so frustrating and i can't wait when people tell me no, they don't drink i get so excited i'm, by it.
0: I'm like it's
2: yes,
0: a normal person but it's happening, yeah. happening more and more isn't it more and more people yeah. saying no i don't drink and they're proud to say it and you know yeah. that's the difference there's no kind of sh- i've heard very few people now going i don't drink no, it's a, uh, I don't drink. I choose not to drink. And it's yeah. in quite a strong, positive way. So it is changing. You're right. It's definitely changing.
2: Yeah. What I just hope this current thing doesn't set that back at all. You know, that's my hope.
0: Oh, I know. It's I worrying, know. It is quite it? worrying.
1: What was it that triggered you to stop drinking? Just
2: stay with So I, I had... Um, been, I mean, uh, overdoing it for years and years and years, but no one would ever know, um, would have ever known. I was, you know, um, high-bottomed, as that lovely phrase says, I wish. <laughs> uh, you know, I was um, a grey area drinker, as we now know the, the, the phrase. Um, so, I was drinking too much, but nobody else would know I had a problem at all. Um, but I knew, and I was waking up at 3 a.m. You know, um, every single day, um, hating myself, and I was working, and well, I still, still am in sort of recommending holistic living and skincare without chemicals and good nutrition and all the stuff that I talk about all the time. And yet, there was this part of me that just did not fit and the voice in my head at 3am would say, you know, what, do you, what are you actually doing? This does not fit with who you are. This has to stop. You have to stop putting this poison in your body. This is terrible. Stop. You know, and it would be so strong, so strong every single day. But then by six o'clock the next evening, you know, as I say in my TED talk, you know, the wine which had flown in and then it was a different voice saying, oh, go on, have a nice sauvignon. You deserve it. You, you've worked so hard. You're such a busy mom. You deserve a treat, you know, all that nonsense. Um, so it went on for years like that, literally years. And looking back, I I, I realized that I now know that the reason it took so long was because I didn't know how to do it because I didn't know there was anyone else like me. I genuinely thought that I was the only person who felt like that because we're told by society that there's two types of drinkers. There's those at rock bottom who need to go to AA or rehab or medication. Well, that clearly wasn't me. And there's everybody else and everybody else is just a happy social drinker. And if you're one of the losers who can't hold your beer, well, you know, hard luck, but basically everyone's good. So I didn't think there was anyone else like me who had those kind of thoughts and who could just choose to ditch the booze um so, and and that's why what's this is so what's so brilliant about the work that we're all doing now is we can keep sharing keep sharing yes it is a spectrum and you probably are somewhere on that spectrum and for god's sake get off before you hit the bottom right um and then the catalyst for me i'm, I'm sure you've heard me say before was that i um i work at uh, on bbc radio 2 and we interview authors and celebs and stuff. And usually when we have an author coming in, we're given their book the night before. So we just kind of skim it. But it was Christmas 2017. And I was given Claire Pooley's book, uh, The Sober Diaries, to read over Christmas. I mean, that's unheard of. I never get books for like a week and a half before the author comes in. So I looked at this book, you know, and the producer said, oh, can you read this over the Christmas break? You know, you've got loads of time. It's called The Sober Diaries. Right. Okay. I think that might be a sign. Oh God. Yes, exactly. And then of course I read it and it was so relatable. You know, she was just like me, you know, a busy mom and caning it and on the surface, fine, but not fine. And, and, and all of that stuff. And it, 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 it I just thought, well, this is, this, this is me. The, the, the real key though, was that in that book, not only did she detail, um, you know, the need to ditch the booze, the, the, how, how she did it, you know, and the fact that it was tough, but importantly, she got to the other bit, you know, that I call it the catching sight of how much better life is. I'd never, no one else had ever, I'd never ever thought about that. I'd only ever thought of not drinking as a, Terrible goddamn hardship, and why would I want that for myself? You know that misery of being a boring go- person. No, it's just I'm not going to do that. So she set set this little glimmer of hope in me that I had never heard of before, ever, never even thought about it before, didn't know it was possible. Um, so I stopped on New Year's Eve. It's good a time as any. <laughs> um, and initially, my plan was just to stop for dry January, just in in honor of meeting Claire and, and yeah. stuff. But then, of course, I, you know, I never look, look back. That's amazing. And are you quite good friends with Claire now? Do you? Keep- I am now, yeah. I mean, she, I mean, I think, I'm sure I've told you as well that I didn't tell anyone. I was so ashamed. And again, this is just the most bizarre thing. And I really hope with all the work that you guys are doing, I'm doing, lots of other people are doing, we can knock that on its head. I don't want anyone else to ever feel how I did then. But people do feel it. They feel ashamed. I mean, what the hell was it? Why was I ashamed? to have stopped drinking, but I was. So I didn't tell anyone, not even my family. I didn't tell anyone. It was, it was amusing when I think back, you know, I was sort of getting bottles of wine from my kids for Mother's Day and God knows what. I didn't tell anyone. I mean, on the one hand, it shows how easy, in inverted commas, yeah. it is. Because I didn't, clearly didn't make a fuss, did I? I just got on with it internally. It was all kicking off and I felt like hell, but I just got on with it. Well, I didn't tell anyone. So if people said, do you want a drink? Yeah, thanks. I'll have a sparkling water. Or I just got on with it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but Claire was the only person I told. And so she would support me, bless her heart. I'd send her an email and say... I I don't know whether this happened to you, but I'm so weepy and this I can't sleep and I've got this weird thing going on. I've got leg cramps. I mean, all these weird things that happen to you that no one tells you about. Like, what is that about? I can't sleep because I've got leg cramps, or I've got this, and I've got I've got stomach aches, Claire, and I'm on week six. What am I? What's going on? And she she'd just write these very comforting. Oh, don't worry, sweetie. That's all part of it, you know. And then you know she'd say, Oh, you you've hit the wall, sweetie. Don't worry, you can come through. <laughs> so I'm very grateful to her. Yeah.
0: I actually uh, spoke to her a couple of weeks back and she, her episode will be out soon. So this is oh, good. a bit of, um, a prelude to it, if you like. So <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. And you stayed friends from that day. So is that how you actually met Claire as well at that interview?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I hadn't met her before. So, um, yeah, so that, um, I mean, obviously her book was the the first that I read. And then of course I went on and read many others. I I loved the unexpected joy of being sober. I mean, just it's right there in the title, isn't it? You don't, you almost need nothing else. (laughs) That's your, that's your podcast right there there is an unexpected joy of being sober that's it. that's it that's it that's my TED talk you know sobriety walks who knew you know that's the title of my TED talk you actually almost need nothing else but anyway uh, I read that and then I went on to read I mean literally hundreds I mean I could do it I could do it. you know what I should shouldn't I, I should do a mastermind on Quitlet yeah, <laughs> the only thing I'd ever win on <laughs> there isn't anything I haven't read
1: trust me <laughs> oh, I just wanted to take back what you said then about being ashamed in the early days yeah I think it's something that everybody actually who does stop drinking does go through. I remember my, I think I told you on the last podcast, but my mum's sober now, and she has a friend that goes round every Saturday night and she can't even believe now that she did it. But at first she was fully debating to put non-alcoholic wine in a wine bottle so a friend wouldn't know because she would so like. Cause she yeah, I've practice. done
2: that. I've done that. Yeah, I did that.
0: But like you said, no, it's crazy. (laughs) I know, it is crazy. It's just like, what were we doing? It's not the shame of sobriety, is it? It's the shame. This is how I felt. It's the shame that other people must think you were an
2: alcoholic. Exactly. That's exactly it. It's it's what are people going to say when you tell them? Well, in fact, they do say, don't they? They say, oh dear, did it get that bad? Someone said to me, oh, how long was it? How long is it? And I said something like, oh, three months. Oh, have you dried out now? (laughs) Yes. <laughs> the hell? Yes. You know, I was never in a skip, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, but, uh, but other people's reactions, you know, leave it with them, you know, and you just need to be who you are in all of this. You've <laughs> just got to leave their thing with them. That's all you can do, but, but you're right, this goddamn shame, this sober shaming, as yeah. it's called um it will get less though i really believe that the more the more of us there are the more people spread these positive amounts. and the stronger you are in your sort of authenticity about it so it's that not floundering isn't it don't if you are going out to meet friends in the early days Don't do that. Oh, um, well, actually, I'm not really drinking. I'm not, because they'll steam in. Oh, just have one. But if you're really strong and solid, well, I've chosen not to drink. I'd like a, or even, don't even discuss it just as I did for the first three months. Just say what you you want to drink. It happens not to be alcohol. I mean, how the word drink, which means a liquid, can have been changed to mean alcohol. I have no bloody idea. It's the same with wine glasses. It drives me mad. I want to start a campaign to change the name. Why should a a receptacle be named after a poison that goes in it? I love it. I want, I still want a nice glass to have my drink from. Why do I have to call it a wine glass? Why? It's
1: crazy. I've done this. When I've gone out and gone out with friends and they're drinking gin and tonics and it comes in this beautiful glass with all the fruit and the ice and mm. it looks really nice. And then you ask for a tonic water or you get whatever and you get a little stubby glass and it absolutely riles yeah. me because I've always had lovely glasses and yeah. my lovely glasses. You challenge it though, don't you? Oh, I always. Yeah,
2: so do I. Absolutely. Always. Yeah, but- I always, always. So yeah. I want exactly all of that all that, you know, no alcohol. What, you know, I mean, there's this lovely expression, keep the ritual, change the ingredients. We do want that ritual, don't we? I don't want a warm orange juice in a paper cup just because I'm not drinking alcohol. I still want a lovely glass. I want whatever I'm drinking to be chilled and grown up and lovely and not full of sugar and crap. So I'll keep that ritual of having a lovely drink if I choose. But Change what's in it, you know. Absolutely, and
1: I think at first when I used to do it, I'd, I'd go to the bar and I'd be like, "Can you make it look like a gin and tonic?" Because I don't want them to know that I'm not drinking and And now I'm like, "Can I have a lovely glass as well? Just that. I don't yes. need to excuse it or say anything else. It's like just mm-hmm. give me a nice
0: glass." <laughs> yeah, exactly. My dad um, was an alcoholic, and he, and I say that. Because um, he used to say, I'm an alcoholic. So he was quite comfortable with that term. Um, mm. And he was sober for 10 years before he passed away. And it was really, I mean, this is 20 years ago was when he went sober. And then it was really unheard of. You think it's yeah, now. Yeah. He used to get quite a lot of stick. You know, he'd spent all his, his life going out into bars. And if he even ordered, you know, um, I think he drank the Erdinger non-alcoholic beer. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. often they'd just pour it in a half glass and he'd say, hang on. And he was really, really firm. He'd say, I'll have two of them and you'll pour me a pint. And he (laughs) used to just be, you'll give me what I'm used to. Just because it's not got alcohol in does not mean that I can't enjoy myself. And I guess I've kind of followed suit with that now. So even though I don't um, associate myself as being alcoholic, I think, well, you know what? I am what he was, which is sober and proud.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and the, you know, the catering industry has got to catch up with this, you know, pubs, clubs, bars, they've got to catch up. Yeah. Workplace dues. I mean, you're going into the workplace. A lot of this really comes to the fore, I mean, cause pubs are getting a lot better or bars, mm-hmm. certainly in the, in the South, but uh, are, are a lot better. And we know there are, there are dry bars and there are places popping up and all of that's great. But still, I find that if I go to a function, um, you know, I was speaking at an exhibition a, a while ago Albeit a health one, and and afterwards you go for the drinks reception, and it's literally your red wine, your white wine, your beer and for the non-drinkers if you're lucky it's warm orange juice if you're lucky often it's nothing and you know and 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 i know it's there are all the issues here because it's their suppliers it's, it's the supply chain i i get that but that's got to change and i remember having a conversation with one organizer who was going to be doing an event and i i raised this point and they basically sort of said well you know, we can't do it. We've got the budget and it's the, the caterers. They'll only supply this and for the non-drinkers, they'll only supply the crappy orange juice or whatever, the warm orange juice. And I actually said, okay, so, so here, here, here's the thing then. Let's supposing that by some amazing uh, magical fluke, I was able to come to your function and I was able to bring with me Russell Brand and Zoe Ball and Kim Kardashian and, and Zac Efron and, and Brad Pitt, you know, and I could go on and on and on, and they all walk in, you're going to serve them crap orange juice? Good for you. I, mean, I don't think so. I don't think you'll be doing that. I think you'll be saying, oh God, what do you want? What do you want? Shall I get you some lovely kombucha or alcohol-free sparkling or an amazing artisan botanical in a lovely glass? I think, I think they'd pull it out the bag, wouldn't they? They
0: you absolutely know? would. <laughs> so I'm actually going to a wedding in the summer and um, on the it was an online menu and you have to state your dietary requirements. And for the mm. first time ever, I actually wrote in the dietary requirements. Good for like, you. Oh. Yeah. Good
2: for you. Good for you. But be careful because they will interpret that as meaning you want, you know, at, at best, an alcohol-free cocktail. So you want to specify exactly what you want. I would, I would actually write back and say my dietary requirements are that I want champagne. I want a toast at the same time as everyone else has champagne. Yeah, and I would like an alcohol-free sparkling uh, wine. I, I'm very happy to make recommendations for you if you don't already have a... <laughs> I might That's just do that. that, you know. that no, that, definitely. I no, will do that. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Be- the more no, and more can- people do that. It is a dietary requirement. I mean, yeah. if you think how, how veganism was, even just three years ago, you yeah. know, now it would be unheard of for a restaurant not to have a vegan, vegan options, wouldn't it? Yeah, unheard of. definitely. You know, it would be unheard of for a coffee shop not to have plant-based milk. Yeah. And that was and that's only changed in the last few years. It should be exactly the same. The more of us that consider this a dietary requirement. Not not just you can palm me off with the crappy soft drink. I don't want that. You know, I want something just as lovely as everyone else. Yeah, Without the poison.
1: <laughs> My um, eldest daughter works part-time in a restaurant bar. And they've since she's worked there, they've got now got a vegan option because I'm vegan. Yeah. And they've um she came home the other day and she was like Mum, I've got them to get loads of mini bottles of non-alcoholic prosecco,
2: and I was like, amazing! Yeah! Oh, that's brilliant! Oh that's yeah,
1: brilliant. she's really um, she was really chuffed about it. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, things are changing. It's it, you know, it, it's definitely on an upward upward curve. But but there is also a danger. You know, I'm also aware of this that because you know you guys and and, and the work that I do we're kind of steeped in this all the time and you do have to remind yourself I'm back in the real world (laughs) several times a week Um, not everybody feels the same way right and when you see all these stupid ads that we've already mentioned it brings it back to you actually okay you know so things are starting to change there's still a hell of a long way to go actually Oh yeah,
0: yeah definitely a long long way to go (laughs) Before we go, um, Janie, can I just ask you, you've, well, I've read it, your book, your little book, tell, because I think that will be a really good little thing that people can do. It's quick, it's yeah. easy to read, and also um, what other things that you're doing at the moment and where can people find you?
2: Yeah. So, well, probably the best thing if someone wants a little, just a little boost of inspiration, the, um, the TEDx talk is the is the you know the thing I'm most proud of. Really, it was great fun. I was so nervous. I've been speaking for years, really? doing podcast, speaking for years. Oh, god, I was so nervous. Literally consumed every thinking moment, you know, waking moment for months. But anyway, oh, um, oh, so uh, so. It, Oh God, it's so terrifying. Anyway, so that's called Sobriety Rocks Who Knew? So you can find that on, on YouTube and it's 12, 13 minutes, you know. So hopefully um, that's a little inspirational boost and it's quite fun if you haven't seen it. Um, and then, yeah, the book, uh, it's only an e-booklet. It's really tiny and uh, and I wanted to make it completely free, but Kindle wouldn't let me. So it has to be 99p. So I apologise. But anyway, it's 99p. it's just a little booklet. So, sorry, say again? It's worth what? 99p of anybody's money, though I've read yeah, it. Yeah, oh, well, thank you. I mean, it's literally a little e-booklet that's called Goodbye Wine Witch, and it's just, it's just a bit of fun with a few tips in there that, that, you know, might help you recognize that this is just your own thoughts coming in and you can, you can challenge it. Um, and then, obviously, I run the Sober Club, which is a, a membership site. So there is a little monthly fee. Um, But it is an amazing group if anyone's interested in looking at the holistic picture, because what we do there, there is an online course called Get the Buzz Without the Booze. So that helps you work through all the mindset stuff and and everything from day one, if you so choose. But also, you know, I've got people in the Sober Club who are on day one and then people are on year four or five or six, because what it's really about is all the... What's next? That's what I wanted to focus on because of my background and the work that I do. I realize that for so many people when they've overcome that first hurdle and they're three months in, four months in, five months in, suddenly the world opens up to them and they start thinking, Okay, now I'm gonna change my diet, or now I might do yoga, or I'm gonna try meditation, or I'm I'm gonna really think about self-love, or I'm gonna perhaps look at relationships, or their their whole career changes. The amount of people I've met who are suddenly feeling brave. I love that expression, alcohol steals your joy and being sober makes you brave. And yeah. people find that they suddenly have the resilience and the energy to start a new job or start a business or form a charity or travel the world. Well, not at the moment, clearly. Um, you know, or, uh, or write the book they've always wanted to write. You can do that while you're holding up. Yeah. Um, so that's what we do in the Sober Club is we, it, it really is the holistic living um, picture it just happens to be underpinned um by the sobriety so yeah so it's 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 a great way for me to kind of um bang on about all the things that I, that I am passionate about we're doing a, a little kind of um uh ditch the chemicals challenge in the in the sober club so we really genuinely will be looking at how you can make your own skincare and oh, we did brilliant. a little self yeah we did a juicing challenge and a self-love challenge and 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 so it really is the everything and of course not everyone wants to do everything but I do find it amazing that when you must, you guys must have found have found that you're you're Everything has expanded, and I don't mean around the waistline, but your everything expands. Your life gets so much bigger when you stop really, drinking. It don't you think? It was, it's it's fuller. It. Yeah, At first it's yeah. Empty life. Oh, first. yeah. But yeah. all of but Then sudden, you put in the bits you want to put in, yeah. don't you?
0: And you put them back in as well. And I think you were saying that earlier. You know, things that you've forgotten that you did and you enjoyed come back if you want them. Yeah. Yeah. It, no it really is it's so much more fulfilling life without alcohol and if yeah. you've got a community like yours like ours as well it, yeah. you can get your inspiration from others if you haven't got any yourself
2: Absolutely, absolutely, and and you know these kind of communities can help people through when when you get those wobbles when you're on that panic island. You know we've had people in the group who've uh, perfectly rational and and, and very uh, solid in their sobriety, and then they'll hit something. Like one woman was at an airport, um, and and she does uh, regular long haul flights in, in business class uh, for the work that she does. So the default position is what well, you get on a flight, you drink. You know clearly it's seven a.m. Why well, would you not? drink at an airport you know and know it seems bizarre even saying that now on account of have we are we ever going to do that again but anyway yeah. um so you know there she was and, and all of a sudden this sort of this the inner voice comes in and and there's a the little inner toddler you know saying why can't I have what I've always had <laughs> and 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 it's this sort of default position and, you know, we had to kind of talk her down um, because she, she didn't want to drink. Yeah. Of course, she didn't want to drink, but the, the urge to do what you've always done is so strong and she just needed... A reminder from you know absolutely everybody saying play it forward and remember it's just your little inner toddler give it a cuddle and say it's alright it's alright right, sweetie you can have something else have a fizzy drink and have some extra you know dark chocolate or whatever it is and of course actually the end result is she has an incredible flight no jet lag because who knew it's alcohol that makes you feel shit when you arrive oh, not, the, not the jet lag it's the alcohol I think you'll find I <laughs> my first flight and actually it's like
1: like you say, your vision even opens up. And when you get to the other side, yeah. and for me, it was like the first time I'd been in a foreign country and got... Yeah, with
2: first ever sober day. holiday.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just You've just made me think then, and I've only just realised it. Thank you. <laughs> um, when I went to New York and I was pregnant with my youngest and obviously not drinking, I was the only one who didn't have jet lag. You're <laughs> <like> absolutely right. <laughs> no, I one. know, you don't. You don't. I didn't even realise that.
1: I've just learned something new. Yeah. I think it's so lovely to have that community because not only would you have all helped that lady at the time, there'll be people in the background reading that post and the next
2: time they
1: come up to something like that, They've got yeah. it
2: all there, haven't they? Yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. There's a real power of, in, in, in that connection, I think. And, and they're the things that I always recommend for everybody at the beginning is, is you know, immerse yourself in the quitlet, um, you know, really, really immerse yourself in, or, or podcasts or whatever it is, but immerse yourself in that sort of inspiration and knowledge. Both, I think, are really important. Um, and And at the same time, get yourself connected, feel, feel part of, of some kind of tribe and community It's is, is really so critical. Um, uh, you know, I mean now more than ever, really that you've, that, that you've got that support, I think. Um, and you can share how you're really feeling because chances are someone else will have been there, done it, you know? Um, and I think it's lovely as well that people who have been sober for a long time, Still want to be part of, of of things like the sober club because it 's that thing of giving back isn't it and, yeah. and and not that they don't have different challenges it's quite interesting because um, one woman in my in the sober club has done gone back and done my my online course get the buzz without the booze um I I do say you can use it for anything, as it were. It doesn't have to be for alcohol. Obviously, I've named alcohol. But actually, the principles apply. And it's been really interesting because she sort of went back, worked through the course with a completely different um, habit that she wanted to change in her mind. And the same principles apply because, you know, we can all work on something else, can't we? And and the really amazing thing is that it doesn't matter what you do after ditching the booze, everything will be easier. Everything's easier than that. (laughs) It <laughs> doesn't matter what else you try to do, you know. If you need to give up smoking, if you need to lose weight, if you need to ditch your terrible relationship problems, you know, it everything will be easier if you've ditched the booze. And it's the you're hardest thing, more ruthless. So it's yeah, easy. absolutely well, you become more authentic with who you are, don't you? So you know what you want. Yeah, you, know you tolerate you less of the things you don't want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to be scared to. Um, to uh, if if I wasn't sure about something, I didn't always used to totally voice my feelings um, with people very close to me. Partly because I was I was kind of had this feeling of being unsure myself. There was a bit of insecurity, yeah. um, and and that awful phrase that uh, that you, you you kind of hear or might still say about people. That's the wine talking yeah awful yeah. phrase oh my god what a sense of shame i feel when i even think of that phrase so it meant that if something felt really important to me i didn't always own it and stand up for myself yeah. because part of me was afraid that maybe i'm not right yeah. um i don't take any of that crap now <laughs> <It's amazing. laughs> absolutely no way <laughs> Do we? I'll mean, tell you what makes you a so much better parent, though, doesn't it? Oh, Gosh, yeah. That's a whole new podcast. So much better parent. I mean, isn't that an old new podcast? I mean, we'll you're, save there, that for you're <laughs> present for your kids, but you don't take any crap. Yeah. Don't take any crap that's anymore. Fair. But quietly. Yeah, exactly. Quietly. Get on with it. Don't take any crap. Don't care if I'm not your best friend. Hey, that's where it is. But it, you true. come I'm from a different at place. At the beginning, when I stopped, um, my...
1: Teenagers, they didn't like
2: it. No, because, I can imagine that. Interesting, because yeah. they thought, like, you, you're not such a pushover anymore. Yeah, exactly, <laughs>
1: exactly what it was. And
2: I remember, them saying, "You've changed. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. for the better, <laughs> sweetie." <laughs> Isn't that funny? And yet, you know, they will. I mean, this the, again. This really is another whole podcast. But this thing of modeling your behaviour for your kids. I mean, I mean, this is one I'm navigating because you can't. Say to teenagers, you must never drink. How very dare you! You know, you, you can't, can you? It's not going to work at all. But you just have to hope that they're going to see something of the light somehow. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I so. I some of it's got so. to rub off, I think.
1: Yeah, I think it makes a huge difference. And I've said this a few times, but the difference between Maybe how my eldest sees and uses alcohol compared to how my fourteen year old looks at it and she can kind of see now and she'll look and go, Well, how did they need that? Like we went to an Ed German concert and it was amazing. We had a lovely time. It was a an outside one. Everybody had been out all day. And it was some people that were definitely worse for where and it was kind of interesting for my daughter to look and be like they're just missing this it's so amazing yeah. so fun yeah. and these people in front of us just can't see it and, and uh, it's a great lesson. For her though it was it was a real mm. eye-opener for her and i remember knowing then i was like thank hmm. Thank God, I
2: stopped when I, I did
1: because she can see the difference.
2: Yeah, God, I think back. I think back to some gigs I, I went to, and I, I can I can barely remember them. The first concert you go to, um, you know, sober. Oh God, it's amazing! Like, literally, the world is in Technicolor all of a sudden. Glorious <laughs> Technicolor all of a sudden. <laughs> Yeah,
0: oh, I Amazing. think the sober world is in glorious technicolor, and that's what we cross and yeah. maintain this positivity amongst the sober community. Support them through this difficult time, and yeah. let's carry on inspiring other people. You know what? They've got loads of time on their hands now. They're going to be at home. Try sober. <laughs>
2: absolutely, absolutely. I mean, yes, completely. You'll have more energy. You'll sleep better. You're doing something great for your for your future, and your anxiety will be less.
0: Yeah, you know? it is a great exactly. time to be sober and to try try it yeah definitely and we'll put on your links Janie as well great thank you you and access some of that because if you are at home and you want to try an online course there we go Janie has one
2: yeah oh it's so lovely to chat to you guys great fun always always a pleasure Well done, you, with all the amazing work you're doing. It's lovely.
1: And you, thank you so much for coming on. We've really enjoyed it, and I think it'll really help a lot of people. So thank you, Janie.
2: Thanks a lot. Appreciate it.
0: All right. See you soon. Bye bye. Bye.
2: Bye.